2: Hello, welcome back to super coach edge liam
0: my fellow supercoacher how are things things are good things are good excited for today again i've said this like the last every episode but i'm excited for today's episode Yep. because especially. uh yeah team reveal team reveal it's gonna be a big surprise for both of us i think we haven't seen each other's side yet
2: yes yeah, not exactly right you've uh we have actually revealed the uh the content of this episode. Oh, Although sorry. I must, yes. I must say though that of course the uh, the title kind of gives it away, doesn't it? So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Should but, have run uh, yes. down the run
0: sheet before I uh, started. 200
2: don't, <laughs> no, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly. We're both. It shows how excited we are that we just, we just want to say it's the team reveal. So is it? An ex, it is an exciting episode. We're always excited for our episodes, but especially this one because it is an absolute treat for both the eyes. And the ears, Mm. but much easier to digest. I think if you're using both faculties as it were, as Mm. opposed to listening, you know, just purely on the podcast. So we do encourage our listeners to jump across to YouTube for easier
0: consumption. Yes. But before we kick off, uh, just a bit of a reminder that we've announced across our social channels as to who the winner of the Supercoach Plus giveaway was as part of our YouTube subscriber competition. Uh, We've also replied to the winner's breakout contender comment underneath our episode, alerting them to their win. Uh, so, if you haven't seen it already, you'll have probably seen our announcement across your socials, across our absolutely. socials. Sorry. So, a big, big congratulations to the winner.
2: Yep, absolutely. So, it's always uh, always good fun doing a bit of a, a giveaway, giving back to the community. So, thank you so much for getting involved. But we have said ad nauseum this is the halfway point of our milestone. So we're always keen to do more giveaways and provide an even beefier competition if we're able to hit that 500 YouTube Mm. subscriber mark by round one. So continue subscribing if you haven't already and let's smash that milestone. So thanks again
0: already to those that have already got involved and supported us along the way. Yes, and as always, you can keep up to date with all things supercoach on all of our channels. And if if you are listening to this in podcast form, I'm gonna run through the supercoach, i uh, sorry, the YouTube, the YouTube details because you probably need to switch over just to get the full experience, as Damon said. This one's gonna be this one's probably gonna be a bit more of a visual episode because you're gonna to wanna to be able to see what we're talking about as 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 we go through each line. Um, or as we took, go through our side, basically. Um, and on uh, on YouTube, you can find us at Supercoach edge and don't forget to like, and subscribe to, uh, to, to, to get notifications about our content. And on Twitter, you'll find us at at underscore edge Damon at, at demo J 88 myself at at Liam Evans, underscore 95, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, search Supercoach edge. And yeah, we'll, we'll be there. And another big announcement or not another big announcement, but just More housekeeping i guess we have kicked off our super coach edge group for 2023 so uh, a big welcome to those who've already joined and are ready ready and raring to go to to fight it out against damon and myself uh see who comes out on top uh hopefully it's one of us hopefully we at least feature at the pointy end this season and we can maybe take out uh Arthur from Black Black on White's team mm. record of I don't know how many weeks he was at number one. 12, uh, or 12 or 14 or something. Or something. It was yeah, massive. Let's like see that, if we can range. See if we can get there. But uh if you want to join in, uh join in the Supercoach Edge Cup group, you can join with the code 249149. Absolutely. Now,
2: Liam, I can hear the excitement, the sheer excitement in your voice. Yes. So I'm like Hodor, up yeah, 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 against the yeah. door and you're trying to bang it down like I just want to reveal my team. So you know what? Now's the time to do it. So let's delve into yes. our respective, yes, delve into our respective teams mm-hmm. that we've been agonizing over Uh, pretty much every hour on the hour and changed it that much. So let's do it. We'll do
0: it live. Fuck
2: it. I'll rate it and we'll do it live.
0: Yes. And here's my side. Um... I've got the same team name for two years in a row, which is a bit weird for me. I normally try and change it up a little bit. Uh, it's so good though. I might, I might change it. If I think of something better before the start of the season, I
2: might or, change it. Let's throw it open to the listeners and viewers. If you've yeah. got any
0: recommendations. So any recommendations. It has to be Essendon themed and it has to yep. be a, a player pun. It has mm. to be a player pun. That's 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 my rule.
2: I saw one, a really good one, which I forgot to mention uh, to you, which you know, reminded me. Uh, Essendon themed. Was Netflix and Sheil? Oh,
0: that's 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 good. <laughs> like that, that is good. I like that one. I'd thought of that one. I've had Sheil in my side before. She'll she'll be right with uh, the double pun with Sheil and. Oh, very good. Shoot me Peter, which was which was. I have to say, I was quite proud of that one. Yep. Um But I think, yeah, if, I'm, I'm open to I'm open to suggestions. If, if best best suggestion will win. Yep. I made cool. my side that for the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up. Uh, but let's jump in. How do we want to do this? Do we, want to, do we want to talk through each line specifically, maybe? Yeah, go line by line, yeah. Cool. All right. Let's start with the defenders. And on-field defenders, I have uh, Tommy Stewart, uh, Sam Doherty at this stage, Elliot Yeo, uh Josh Gota, uh Ginby. Sorry, I don't know whether you uh your first name. Uh, Connor McKenna, uh, rounding out the on-field options. <laughs> And uh, on the bench, I have Darcy Wilmot and Corey Wagner from the Dockers. Uh, In terms of, I guess, structure-wise, pretty straightforward. Uh, Tom Stewart and Doherty as the two sort of main primos. I've got a mid-pricer with Yo, and then sort of rounding it out with some more expensive uh, rookies uh, on field. Now, this comes down to the fact that um, I think we've alluded to this, or we spoke about this in a past episode. I looked at the sort of the consistency of the top six, uh, top eight defenders. And there tends to only be two or three um, per season that actually carry over um, from, from year to year as uh, over the last, you know, five or five or four or five years. So what I've taken from that is, and you'll see soon with my mids is that I've kind of stacked them there because that's where we're a little bit more sure of who's going to be not more sure, but there's a little bit more chance that we're going to be correct with who's with who stays in the top 10 um, or who, who, who will be a top 10 mid. And so I think that's where to me, there's a lot of value. I think with some of the rookies potentially at this stage, obviously we're still a little bit out from the season starting. So I'm, I'm assuming there's a little bit of value with the rookies in defense. That's it. Sam Doherty. i uh, sorry. Tom Stewart will stay in my side. I don't see him yep. moving. Uh, and Sam Doherty. <sighs> It's based on him getting mid minutes. Now with Williams, obviously suffering from an ACL injury, I'll I'll want to see a bit more um, about yeah. what his role is going to look like. Uh, I did have him in there based off his mid <laughs> mid time. Um, so that is one, one Primo that potentially changes. Yo, I mean, he's been going from, from strength to strength from what we've heard. Um, I can't see him coming out. And then the rookies, uh, the rookies will change uh, potentially or yeah. You know that's, that's the stage, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, and that that goes across each line. Um, anyone that's sort of that 200k price down is uh, it's probably not a lock in my side. Yep. Um, let's move on to the midfielders, I think. And I've gone a little bit heavy in the mids, probably more so than most years. Uh, with Hopper sitting at F, uh, sorry, at M, uh, six, which feels a bit deep for me normally. Normally, I probably have my mid price uh, coming in around m5 so it's probably one one stronger than normal and i have got clary oliver oh this is on field clary oliver tuk tuk miller uh bontem pally jack Steele, tom green jacob hopper will ashcroft and will phillips rounding out the the fielded spots and then on the bench i have uh johnson from frio uh house from melbourne and chessa from uh uh from west coast so yeah. I actually I can't see my midfield changing other than the rook, probably the the bench rookies to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, strong. Oh, yeah, Oliver Oliver Miller, tick tick Bond. I think there's a lot of upside this year um, with with his mid minutes. I think he'll get he'll spend more time in the midfield than than what we've seen. But even if he doesn't, he still scores relatively well when he does go forward. Mm. Um, so I'm not too concerned. Points uh, for breathing as with well. Him. Yeah, points for breathing. Yeah. Well actually, no, this is the year he's not going to get the points for breathing because uh because he's in my side and we all know that whenever oh, he comes into my side, he uh he's he's done something to champion data and and they don't like it. Well you
2: and I both, you and I both. Yeah. We started him uh the COVID season and yeah. he started I think it was the first three rounds he had like eighty or ninety odd. Yeah. And then traded him to I think it was Harms potentially or one of those players. Yeah, that, I, tra- I traded it. Oh him no, out. it was Viney, yeah. it was Viney, Viney we traded that was him. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he went gangbusters and rode him as a bit of a Sort of sub primo cash cow, and then yep. Bont went crazy. Ah, uh, Why? Yep, always the way.
0: Yep, Jacks. Uh, so moving on. So Bont's, I think there's a bit of upside there. Jack Steele. Um, he, I think there's a lot of value there, underpriced mm, coming yes. into this season. Um, I, his, I, I, yeah, I just can't see him leaving my side. I think there's a lot of value there. I think he'll get back up. He's got that tackling role. I think it's it, it's hard to tell with what Ross line wants St Kilda to look like but I mean as a floor to have to, to, to have a floor because of are tackling that's going to be bread and butter for him so mm. I'm I'm happy with him there Tom Green at 534k in M5 I think he is breakout contender of the year I think mm. um yep. and that's why um he wasn't in my side at one stage because I did actually uh, my mids my have changed quite a bit I as I said I think Bont was LDU originally, and then Bont became, sorry, then LDU became Tom Green, and then Tom Green. I found some extra cash, and I upgraded him to Bont. But then I've done some restructuring across the side, and now I've managed to squeeze Green in there. Uh, Hopper, I think midpricer, I think he'll be, he'll be the, maybe not the best midpricer, but one of the best mid this season. Mm-hmm. Um, at that price. So like a Yo and a Hopper, I think, will be two of the best. I think they'll give us some good cash. I think they'll make the 150 k relatively relatively easily. Um, will Ashcroft, I think, will be the day costs of 2023 or the, the Walsh of 2023 from his rookie season. Uh, Phillips, I think, is pretty well-priced and we should get some good... From what we've heard so far this preseason, looks like he'll be getting some good time in the midfield. Uh, and then Johnson, Howes, and Chessa again rookies, um, and probably Ashcroft is probably the only one that won't change. Phillips would change depending on what we find out about him yeah. um, as we get close to the season starting. And then the the bench again. I've got no, uh, what's the right word? I've got no, not but, no reservations. Yeah, to, no reservations to, trade to place, change yeah. them out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on to the Rucks, probably the one that uh, English English again. And Cameron as my as my R one and R two. Nick Madden as my R three. Now we spoke about him in the last episode, so I won't touch too much on that. I won't touch too much on the Darcy Cameron pick, but I still I've got him there so I can see who comes up as the next best ruck um, Mm. and can hopefully upgrade you know a Philippou Mm. or a uh, a sin up to a up to a ruckman um, and then chuck Cameron forward. Um, English, I'm again, not, there's again, no reservations. This one's Rux, I will say might change, um, before the season starts, probably the only line that will, um, I'm not sold on, and I say, I'm not sold on English. His injury history concerns me a little bit. Mm. Um, and so I'm just trying to play it in my head. How do we, how do we go about him? Um, and then Cameron, yeah, as, as, as we discussed in the last episode, go back and have a listen to our strategy talk around the Darcy Cameron and R2 pick, um, but he'll end up as a forward. And then onto my forwards, uh, Dunkley, Rosie, Taranto, McLean, Philippu, Sin uh on field, and then rounding out Van Ruyen and uh Owen Davy Jr. on on the bench. Yeah. Uh now Owen Davy Jr. comes on the back of Guelfi, who's been playing as a as a forward. He's just been injured. Um ah as uh, well, he was injured during the preseason, done a calf, I think. Um, so we'll have a, I, I don't think it'll, it might not affect him starting round one, but it just throws Davy a little bit more of a lifeline. But again, it's kind of just a placeholder with all those, all those rookies. In terms of the primos in the forward line, dunks probably comes as no surprise to anyone. Uh, Rosie, I think is ready for a bit of a breakout as well. Yep. Um, if he gets more mid minutes, I think he will probably, yeah, he'll be, yeah, big, big. Um, he'll, he'll be a lock for F for a top top six forward. Yep. Uh, Toronto, likewise. Um, I think he's got some big upside to him. McLean, Philippou, and Sin or Sign. Um, those three.
1: Uh, at this deadly. stage,
0: yeah. Sorry.
2: Seven deadly say? sins. Yeah, seven, seven deadly, deadly sins. sins.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, those guys again. I reckon they're they're not. I'm not sold on them still. Yeah, there's question marks still. Yeah, there's question marks on anyone that's, as I said, anyone under 200K except for Will Ashcroft. uh, Well, he's over 200K anyway. uh, There's question marks on on their spot in my side. Yeah, But yeah, that I guess rounds it out. That's probably the general structure. I can't see the structure changing too much. Um, I've wanted to go a bit heavier in the mids, um, but it's not really compromising my cash gen, I don't think, across the rest of the side.
2: Yep, very nice. And and just notice as well, you've got uh, off the back of last – Week's episode uh, where we're talking about DPPs. You've got, you know, a bit of a swing there with, you know, obviously it will change or could change. Uh, yeah. But Corey Wagner um, could be a potential swing with Chessa. Um, and yeah. then, you know, got- Harms with four. Uh, sorry, is it house or
0: oh, I can't see. house you know, yeah, Howes. Howes. Howes is a forward. He can go into my mids. I've got uh, my whole forward line. Yeah. I remember except you mentioning for- the other day, yeah. Yeah, my whole forward line is mid forward, <laughs> um, except for Van Ruyen. And then even in defense, I've got Gota, who's a mid-forward, uh, sorry, mid-defender, Ginby, who's a mid-defender as well. So there's quite a few swings around the field, which which I think will be useful going forward. Very nice. Well, the structure side of things, I think it's very,
2: very similar to mine as I'm about to delve into my team. Um, but are there any, any other comments you wanted to make, Liam? No. Probably could off off the back of, back of my team. Yeah, maybe off the back um, of yours we can have a bit of a chat, yeah. Bit of a compare the pair type scenario. Mm. Um, so let's delve into my team. Um, and I guess in terms starting with the defence, Very similar to yours, apart from a couple of differences with uh, rookies. Mm. Uh, The main difference there in terms of structure, so I've gone with my two primos, uh, a little bit of difference there, but Stuart, lock and load, I think uh, we all know how he plays when he's at HBO Stadium, um, but he's playing also early games at the MCG where he also scores well. Uh, So I think, uh, and I'm always scrambling to try and get him in, I I think this will be the first season – where I'm starting with him. So I think might as well change it up. Um, Got a bit of surety there with his scoring. We know his ceiling. So he is a lock. Jordan Dawson um, didn't have him last year. I opted for Sinclair instead, um, but you had him obviously, Liam, and um, I saw how well he scored apart from the fact the only query with him is the fact that he could be tagged um, Mm. at various stages, which did happen towards the back end of last season. Um, But for me, I think they're the standout too in terms of weighing up value, um, you know, with output, I think, you know, I'd love to have Sinclair, I'd love to have Dockers, but uh, like you mentioned with Dockers, there's a little bit of a question mark there off the back of Zach yep. Williams' ACL. Um, then I've got Elliot Yo. I think, as you alluded to, I think Yo uh, alongside Hopper, uh, the two big standout um, mid-prices, I think that uh, a lot of people should consider having in their teams. Um, main question mark obvious there with uh, with Yo is his durability, but I think he only has to play you know, up to maybe around 10 or thereabouts. If that, uh, considering his uh, historical output can be around about 80, 90. If you can hit those heights, he can help make us around about 100 to 150K Mm. um, heading into the buys and then trade him out, which would be a great time to do. I'll do it. And then the main uh, difference with my team to yours is in this uh, D4 spot. And I've got Jack Mm. Bowes. I'm quite bullish with him. Um, Comparing, I just... I guess, with his output over the previous few seasons when he was at the Suns, keeping in mind that uh, he will be playing potentially a different role for the Cats, may spend some more time in the midfield. He did sparingly at the Suns and and uh, performed quite well. But I think just at that price point, um, he could be potentially uh, uh, you know classified as a mid-price that, that could have a very, very nice mm-hmm. output and provide a bit of surety. Uh, should be best 22, you'd think. Um, so for me, uh, I, he still could change, but, uh, provides a bit of surety there, um, as a bit of a playing cash cow I'm viewing him as. And then I've got, uh, you know, Ginby, it's well documented how well he's going for the Eagles over the preseason so far, a bit of a higher end cash cow. Um, I think he should stay in the side. There's a potential there for an early debut. Darcy Wilmot is one that's, uh, I think even if he doesn't start in round one, I'm potentially, Happy to start in my team on the bench because uh, he played across the finals for Brisbane, as we know, um, should have a bit of assurance maybe um, to come into Brisbane's side if he doesn't start in round one, uh, just because of that price point there. Uh, Chessa, don't know if he's going to start round one, uh, may change, but provides a bit of uh, flexibility with the DPP there. And then Corey Wagner, he's injured at the moment for Frio. Uh, he is in their rehab group and may potentially be able to find um, you know, or beat the clock and, and make a debut for round one for Frio. But all those, like you said, Liam, um, all those rookies could potentially change. But structurally, I've got the two primos, two mid-prices in Yo and Bowes, and then the rest uh, are rookies. So those last two spots um, on field mm-hmm. are rookies for me. And I don't think that structure will change at all, um, unless
0: there's major injuries, but knock and wood, there isn't. Uh, any any comments before I move on no I do like the Bowe's pick uh one that I would like to try and get in just trying to weigh it up with others um yep. but I'm also open to not starting him like I'm not too concerned um personally with him um uh, not being my side but yeah otherwise I quite like what you've done perfect uh let's move on to the midfield and it's virtually the
2: same as yours lamb which is uh mm. which has given me a bit of positive assurance there that I'm maybe onto onto the right sort of thinking. Um, And I think, you know, we've obviously been molded by what we've gone through and spoken about in previous episodes as well. Um, But no secret, Clary Oliver and took, took the running man, Miller, what they provide from week to week, Uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, the high ceiling scores, uh, but also with that comes, um, you know, outright VC and C options, depending on when they play in any given round. So um, if they play early on and, um, you know Nick Madden, who will be using predominantly as our loophole uh, captaincy option. If they play early on, uh, you'd, you'd love to have a, a VC on one of these guys and uh, really ride them home for a, for a mm. high score, as we did last season as well. So didn't start with Clary for the first time in a long while last year in my starting team, and it kind of hurt me a bit. Um, jumped on him uh, as one of my first upgrades, and was was happy that I did. But I think this year, um, outside of him and Laird, I mean, you could probably. Uh, juggle either player and, and justify having either of those players in. Led, interestingly enough, I think he's only in around about 4% of teams because people are just... We know what we get with Clary. He's been a, a trusted midfielder across the journey. Laird, um, I think he kind of hit his ceiling last year, whereas I think Clary could potentially go to another level again, believe it or not, uh, as funny as that is to say. But then... You know, the running man took Miller, as we call him. Uh, he's underpriced, I think, at that uh, that value point. We mm. saw what he scored in 2021 and prior to that even as well. Um, I think there's there's potential that he underscored last season. Um, so he should take his scoring and average up to another notch there. So they're lock and loaded. Uh, they're not going to change for me. Uh, and then Bont in that third spot there. We spoke about him <laughs> when, you, uh, when you touched on him in your team. And yeah, I think he should go to another level there without Dunkley in the side mm. more. Uh, mid-time, which should elevate his scoring ceiling as well. Jack Steele, uh, no secret there, we both love him. Provides a bit of assurance and uh, high floor scoring there with his tackling prowess. Uh, Underpriced as well, very much like Took Miller, but even more so, uh, given we know what he scored in 2021 uh, in seasons prior to that also as well. Uh, Jacob Hopper, uh, at this point here, historically, I try and lock in a bit of a mid-pricer or yeah. someone that could be on the cusp of a breakout. Um, so Hopper, for me, I think everyone should have him in their side. Um, even if he does get injured, at least it's uh, offset by the fact that everyone or more um, more than likely everyone should have him in their team. So mm. if that happens, I will sell a V and trade him out. But uh, I think he should make bulk cash. But he could potentially, if he stays fit, could be a Will Brody of this year, um, just without the DPP. So uh, could potentially be a top eight to top 10 scoring midfield because he does have that pedigree uh, at full flight when he was at the Giants. And this um, spot here at uh, M6 uh, could change. Uh, I'm kind of tossing it between a Dom Sheed or even like you have uh, a Tom Green, who I'm very, very bullish on. But I think Mm. this this specific spot at uh, M6 is reserved for someone that uh, either could be a playing cash cow, like a Dom Sheed, or someone like a Tom Green, who I think could elevate himself into potentially being a top eight scoring um, midfielder. So if that's the case, it virtually means that you're saving yourself a trade um, if he is a top uh, scoring midfielder. So I'm tossing it between Dom Sheed. He does afford me a little bit of extra cash in the bank if I go for Sheedy, um, but I don't know as to whether or not I would... Use it elsewhere potentially, or I could go into the season with it. Like mm. you mentioned, um, could sort of assess as to who the good Ruckman. Uh, are early on in the season who's scoring well who could set themselves apart from the pack could be Grundy could be Gorn uh, so I could use that spare cash to upgrade another player to bring Gorn or Grundy in potentially or I may use just to just to start Tom Green so I'm sort of weighing that up at this point in time and then rounding it out at uh, M7 and M8 uh, Will Ashcroft and uh, Will Ashcroft I think will be Locked into my team. Um, he's been killing it so far in Brisbane's match sims they've done so far. Kicked multiple goals as well. Pushed forward, which is always pleasing. And had bulk pill as well, which is always awesome. Uh, Will Phillips as well. You'd think he should be locked into their starting 22. Uh, comes with that assurance, which at that price point at 158.3K is um, is absolute gold. So really mm. love him. And then on the bench there, uh, Matt Johnson of Frio. Was touted to play early on last season, uh, but did get injured and has been tearing up the track apparently in their match sims. So I really like the look of him, but obviously a watch there. Um, Josh Sin as well for Port. See if he is selected in round one, but that uh, DPP flexibility also adds another feather in the cap there. Um, and then moving on to Oscar Baker, who the Dogs picked up from Melbourne. Mature age player. Um, there is word that he could play along the wing mm-hmm. there, um, sort of with the absence of. Uh, Lockie Hunter now being at Melbourne. So there is uh, all signs pointing that he could carve out a bit of a spot there. Comes down to how he performs over the preseason, but
0: a uh, bit of a, bit of a watch there, but any, any yeah. comments
2: before I move on? No,
0: again, I think similar, similar sort of structure. I think similar ideas going into to 2023 as well.
2: Very nice. Uh, moving on to the rucks, uh, a little bit of a difference there just in terms of you gone for English. I've gone for mm. Marshall. I just, you know, with that cash there in the bank, if I did go for Dom Sheard, I could upgrade him to uh, Timmy English. Initially, I did have Marshall alongside English, but I found that it just tied up too much cash. And then I feel more confident with Marshall, like we've spoken about, as opposed yeah. to Tim English. Um, so I did opt for Darcy Cameron, who I initially selected in the forward line, but then off the back of your um, insights into you know the DPP, which we spoke about in the last episode as well, that flexibility of starting him in the ruck. And then potentially swinging Darcy Cameron into the forward line and upgrading someone to, you know, yeah. a, you know, a, a Lysed even or a Witz or a Gorn or a Grundy or whoever. Um, that uh, DPP flexibility there is nice. And then Nick Madden speaks for itself. Uh, captaincy loophole, all year hopefully. And then moving on to the forward line, uh, sort of structure-wise, I've gone with uh, the two primos, which I try and do every single year. Uh, two of the six spots I try and reserve. Uh, for primos and I think Josh Dunkley speaks for himself everyone should have him start with him um, tearing up the preseason so far Connor Rosie, we saw what he produced when he was uh, played as a full-time midfielder virtually for Port Adelaide Mm -hmm. Um, should continue scoring well for them Uh, Timmy Taranto uh, a lot has been spoken about him he should play full-time midfield virtually for the first time of his career. Um, I mean, at GWS, he was pushed forward at different stages, as you well know, Liam, when you traded him into your side uh, Mm. in recent seasons and uh, didn't produce and then went gangbusters. Uh, So I think that flexibility in his game as well. He still may do that for Richmond, but I think he should be playing full-time mid and uh, fills a definite need for Richmond and should elevate his scoring average across the course of the season. Uh, So I really like the look of him. Uh, And then from there, I've tried to go for, um, as we spoke about in previous episodes, (laughs) what do we call them? The um, Steve
1: Buscemi's.
2: Steve Buscemi's. So AKA players that uh, are at virtually a higher rookie price point, but have been in the game for quite a while, provided a bit of assurance there in terms of best 22 players. Um, McLean is still sort of up in the air, funnily enough. Um, Everyone's got him, Mm. but I still want to see how he fits into the Bulldogs lineup uh, I think it was what, maybe about three, four years ago when he was playing full-time mid for the Dogs, as we spoke about in the midfield, uh, oh, sorry, the forward episode. Uh, he does have that, have that capacity to push upwards of a 90 plus average. So if he's able to do that, that'd be uh, you know a bit of a bonus. But even so, I think when he's played up forward, he's averaged around about that's that 60 to 65 average, mm. which is all we need really to make 150K. So I'm happy enough to um, take a gamble on him. And then Ben King, we should know that, uh, you know, he's he's best 22, no doubt about it. Uh, Might be more of a slow burn, but hoping uh, if I do start with him, that is, it still could change. But at that price point, higher price point, um, more of a slow burn, uh, relying upon him having, you know, games of where he kicks a bag of goals and scores 100 plus. In his rolling three-game average, so to really kickstart that um, cash generation, um, but yeah, confident that he should at the very least make a hundred k, but hoping to push that one hundred fifty k mark, depending mm. on those games. Uh, if he has two games back to back that are really good, high scoring, that'll um, catapult his scoring and cash generation. So looking for yeah. that, uh, Van Ruin for Melbourne. A lot spoken about him in the preseason, potentially taking over uh, the role of Ben King. Sorry, Ben King, uh, Ben Brown at uh, at Melbourne. And, uh, and McDonald as well. So he's the next sort of um, bit of talent that's coming through the ranks at Melbourne and uh, scored really well in terms, or performed really well in the VFL for Melbourne last year. So could be a debutant in round one. So um, yeah, really, really looking forward to him. And then we've got a high price point, Philippu for the Saints, uh, highly touted, obviously, and um, maybe played more at forward as we've spoken about in the past. But um, mm. yeah, as long as he can, sort of keep punching out uh consistent relatively consistent scores around about the 60 odd mark similar to mclean uh should make 100 to 150k uh, and a bit of flexibility there with that dpp midfield forward um eligibility and then uh, i've got to jury from um <laughs> and i saw tim mitchell uh on twitter he said that he's named his team Drury judy which I really like. I, like <laughs> I really that. love that. Really good. But uh, another guy uh, in recent uh, recent weeks actually is performed well in their uh, match sims for North Melbourne and really stood out. So if you can jump on anyone at that one hundred and two point four k mark, yeah, gee whiz, even better. But uh, he comes with that DPP eligibility as well. But love it. again, could change with all these uh, all these guys. Um, but I think. That structure overall is what probably will be locked in. It just comes down to mm. who's going to fill those spots. But uh, all those primos probably should be locked in, but a few mid-prices there like a Dom Sheed, uh, even a Jack Bowes may change. Uh, and then the rookies, of course, may change across the course.
0: Yep, love it. Love it, love it, love it. I like the structure. And similarly, like you've got those those swings across the field as well. Which will be which will be useful and, and necessary, I think, as the season goes on.
2: Absolutely. Well, uh, that's pretty much how we stand at the moment, Liam. So uh, mm. nice to see that we're uh, we're going down a similar path, pretty much overall. But uh, mm. in terms of structure as well, that uh, gives me a bit of assurance. And uh, we've obviously been paying close attention to what we've been saying on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, good to see a nice little uh, bit of insight. But obviously, will change mm. heading into the uh, match simulations or intra clubs, and then the. Um, uh, what are the practice games proper? So very nice to see some exposed form um, and really structure our sides uh off the back of that.
0: But um yeah, what about the uh, next episode beyond this one, Liam? Yeah, so we'll discuss some of the key takeaways from the from the match sims that are coming up, um, and uh look at who impressed and who may have had a different role and and consider what, what that means for Supercoach and, and a bit more about them than that, I think. Just just generally looking at Supercoach roles from those uh the first pieces of exposed form that we'll get.
2: Very nice. And as always, if you're keen to join in the discussion, we encourage you to do so by commenting below this video if you're watching us on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Your support means the absolute world. Um, and also, we'd love to hear your thoughts on both of our teams as well, our, structure, our mm. structure-wise, structure but also players that we've chosen, guys that we're tossing up still to potentially bring into our team and, and rookies overall. Um, so let us know your thoughts below. Alternatively,
0: you can shoot us your comments and questions via Yes, on Twitter at supercoach underscore edge, Damon at WJ88, myself at at Liam Evans underscore 95, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you search supercoach edge, that's where you'll find us. Very nice. Well, uh, Liam, until next week, we will catch you and we'll catch uh, the
2: listeners and viewers same time and same place. We'll catch you then. See you guys.